What's up, guys? This is CJ from the teaching team at The Fold, and you are listening to At Coffee with The Fold. I'm so glad that you're tuning in with us this week as we take a deep dive into conversations that are relevant for our community. This podcast features guests from inside our community, from outside our community, who have something important to say and share that's relevant for our formation into the likeness of Jesus as we pursue the healing and wholeness of Jesus by finding home, family, and purpose. What's up, guys? We are back with our second episode of At Coffee with the Fold. I am back with Chelsea. Hey. She's our guest for our first few episodes as we are in this little mini-series called Help, I'm a Hypocrite. Um, If you listened to the last episode, then you know we started off talking about cognitive dissonance. And this whole little mini-series is a callback to our Stone series where we were in the Ten Commandments and we all, at least I did, learned that we are at least a little bit a hypocrite. Um, So we want to figure out what to do about that, not just to notice it, um, but how do we respond to that, right? Absolutely. Awesome. So um, we are jumping in in this episode to the fourth commandment, the commandment on Sabbath and Sabbath rest. And here's why we're doing that. The first three commandments are really about our orientation to God, um, not taking his name in vain, not carrying his name in vain, not having idols, um, worshiping him and him alone, him first. Those are the things that reveal the hypocrisies as we are oriented to God, um, we notice the ways that we are then not living out that orientation to him. So the rest of the commandments start to turn inward. And here, this commandment, the commandment about Sabbath, is the first time where our eyes in, this, uh, in the list of Ten Commandments, our eyes start to turn towards self more than they turn towards God. Um, and this commandment, to take a Sabbath, that we should rest and remember this day that God made holy is probably the most countercultural commandment out of all 10. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think we have such a hard time prioritizing rest. Mm. There are so many things about the world around us and what's valued around us that rest is not part of that world. Yeah, absolutely. We live in a product-based culture. When we are producing, uh, we feel accomplished. When we're producing something, if we have a day where we don't produce anything, it feels like a wasted day, even Mm -hmm. if it's just a day at home. If we don't check off chores, if we don't uh, produce something of value in family time um, or something like that, if nothing's produced, then we feel like nothing of value happens. Um, It's core to our culture. So before we actually get into the the questions that we're going to dive into today, I want to ask you a question, Chelsea. How many times as a counselor does somebody come in with um, whatever issue is going on in their life, and it becomes clear to you that at least a significant contributing factor to this is that this person is exhausted or burnout and they need rest. I should do an analysis (laughs) on this because I want to say that it is almost 100% of the time that people are exhausted in many different realms of their life, (laughs) and they don't have the space to handle whatever it is that's bringing them into counseling. And mm-hmm. that's one of the beauties of counseling is that in a sense it forces this 45 to 60 minutes of uh, rest in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. it's prioritizing 
valuing taking space mm-hmm. to have an intentional conversation, um, which in some cases is restful because we don't stop and do that in other places. It is exhausting in its mm-hmm. own world, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, it is not easy to have intentional mental, emotional conversations, but I do see the majority of the clients that I work with facing exhaustion in wow. many areas of their life, if not all of them. Okay. You said something there that I want to ask you about. You mm-hmm. said uh, people who come in and they're exhausted and they don't have space for whatever else is going on. Can you expand that a little bit? How does exhaustion take up space in our lives so that we can't deal with other things? For sure. <clears throat> so I think that we, mo- you know, as adults, we are working in some way and, and Monday to Friday or weekend jobs or whatever it is that takes up our time is that's dedicated. That's allotted. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we have family, we have friends, we have commitments, we have different things that we do. Um, For students, they have school and man, is it a wild time (laughs) to be in May at this point of the year for school. Um, Whatever it is that takes up our time and our space, when something is added, when some unexpected life event comes into play, Mm -hmm. whether that is a a sickness or a tragedy or or a move or Mm -hmm. a baby or whatever it is, there are a number of things that come Mm -hmm. into our lives. Um, Things change and we don't always take time to make space to have more free time to take more rest, to do Mm -hmm. some of the things that give us more capacity Mm -hmm. to be able to handle the unexpected things. Mm -hmm. Sure. So not being rested diminishes my capacity to handle things that are unexpected. Do you know why that is? I, you know, we, I often give this metaphor to my clients Um, that all of us carry this cardboard box and our boxes are different sizes and the things of life fill our box, whether Mm -hmm. that's responsibilities and relationships, um, tasks, things we're preparing for in the future, all of these things fill up our box. Mm -hmm. And we all have a certain capacity in our box. And when things begin to, when other things begin to fill it up, when there are too many things in my box, I either have to figure out how to hold those things better or I'm going to drop it. Hmm. I'm going to drop the box. Mm -hmm. And all of the things are going to have to feel an impact of that drop in some way. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we talk about in counseling is how do I know what needs to come out of the box and Mm -hmm. what can take up enough space in the box? Um, How do I even grow my muscles to be (laughs) able to hold the box Mm -hmm. better? You know, those kinds of things. But... I think that we all have uh, a capacity as human beings to face different things that life brings. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it seems like there's there's something that we should say here um, while we're talking about capacity and while we're talking about how exhaustion limits our capacity, takes up space in our lives. Um, my tendency is to find a way to imagine that Sabbath and rest, which, because we haven't defined it yet, the commandment on Sabbath is to take one day a week, one 24-hour period where we do no work, 
right? We do mm-hmm. nothing that takes life, but only things that give life, life being joy, fulfillment, um, contentment, those things. We're not, we're not um, producing mm-hmm. anything, 20, mm-hmm. 24 hours. My tendency is to find a way to fit Sabbath into our product-based culture, to say, mm-hmm. um, I need a rest so I can be more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get a good night's sleep so that I'm more productive. I need to take a vacation so I can come back and be more productive because mm-hmm. uh, productivity is still the value in my mind. Um, yeah. So it seems like we have to reorient something <clears throat> before we get too far into the conversation that says the way God creates Sabbath um, is for our good. Jesus says later on in the New Testament that the Sabbath was created for humans. Humans were not created for the Sabbath. In other words, this is a good thing that's given to us. Mm -hmm. When God creates the world in Genesis, he calls each section good, and he puts humanity in it, and he says it's very good, as if goodness is the goal, not productivity. So So rest is good. Yes. And rest is the goal. And a good life and a good world, and obviously that's nuanced because life is hard and we all suffer and we have various things that happen in our lives, mm-hmm. but the goal is good, whatever good means, not productivity. Right. So the goal of rest um, is not just to be able to produce more in life, But when we say uh, it might increase my capacity, what we mean is my capacity to handle life well, my capacity to enjoy, to find joy and contentment, not my capacity to get a raise at work or my capacity to accomplish more things at home, but my capacity to live a good life, whatever good means. Absolutely, to feel the joy and the fulfillment that Mm -hmm. you were describing. And I think when our focus is that the value of productivity alone, mm-hmm. we miss, you know, it's hard to hold both of those things at the same time, mm-hmm. joy and fulfillment for the sake of joy and fulfillment mm-hmm. and the good gifts that God gives us mm-hmm. alongside productivity and accomplishment mm-hmm. and drive and motivation at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hold those things. And as you said, both have value, both are important, but they are are separate Mm -hmm. as well as God gives us this good gift Mm -hmm. separate from its ability to accomplish something else for Mm -hmm. us. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me think of the book we've been reading as a staff, um, Culture Care by Makoto Fujimura, where he talks about beauty and art existing for the sake of beauty and art. And our culture does not value art very much Mm -hmm. because we have a hard time finding a practical and productive value of something being beautiful. But in our created intent, beauty is an end of itself. Good is an end of itself. Why do we rest? Why do we need rest? Because being a rested person is better. Um, It's better for us and it's better for the world. Um, It's a good thing. Um, So maybe here would be a good time for us to differentiate. Um, What's the difference? There are two words that it seems like uh, would relate to this conversation about Sabbath um, and about finding the need for Sabbath in Mm -hmm. our lives. Um, It would be exhaustion and then exhaustion's uh, kissing cousin burnout. (laughs) Um, How would you differentiate those two things? That is such a good question. I feel like we use those terms interchangeably a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say the biggest difference is that exhaustion is the state of 
feeling, you know, acknowledging that I need rest and I can, once I'm rested, feel rejuvenated, feel refreshed in order to go again, whether Mm -hmm. that is um, physical exhaustion, I can take a nap, I can get a good night of sleep and Mm -hmm. I can feel better the next day, Mm -hmm. whether that's emotional, mental exhaustion, I can, uh, you know, take some, some space to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, I can reflect on my thoughts. I can identify my feelings. Mm-hmm. I can spend some time focused on that and mm-hmm. I can feel refreshed. Metacognition from our last episode. Yes. Thinking about your Thinking thoughts. Thinking about your thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Um, and those are restful there. And the difference I believe between exhaustion and burnout is that burnout is the state of being exhausted over and over and over again without adequate rest. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a longer term impact Mm -hmm. with burnout than with exhaustion. And I think we need a deeper, more significant type of rest Mm -hmm. when burnout is present over exhaustion. Sure. Yeah. So we would know that we're experiencing burnout if we are engaging in healthier patterns of rest but it's not making a noticeable impact on our feeling of exhaustion. Yes. Does that sound accurate? Yes, certainly. Yeah. So um, if I'm tired, like you said, take a nap, um, or uh, if I'm emotionally tired, do something that's going to bring um, bring healing um, into that area. Um, if Maybe start engaging in Sabbath, but if in engaging in Sabbath I am not uh, – feeling more rested Mm -hmm. then I'm probably in a stage of burnout. It makes me think of like the difference between, um, I don't know, like not eating very well for a weekend and on Monday you feel gross. Mm -hmm. Um, so you need to like eat a salad and go for a run or, um, not eating well for years and needing like a total change in the pattern Mm -hmm. of your life because you are not healthy Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, seems like that's what we're talking about here, um, just in a emotional, um, in an inner way instead of in a physical way. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So it's worth noting that if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing us talk about exhaustion and you're thinking, maybe I'm burnt out. Um, maybe I, I'm tired and nothing that I do is um, – is bringing any relief to that, then the Holy Spirit might be stirring in your heart that something significant needs to change, Mm -hmm. Um, that you need to look at at your life um, and realign it, not just with a Sabbath day, um, but with something more deeply. Um, For the record, if you're part of the fold, we have counseling as a service. Chelsea is our counselor, um, and that'd be a great way to do that. Free plug there. Um, (laughs) But Burnout seems like, you know, if exhaustion is an indicator, it's a good thing that's indicating we need to rest physically or emotionally, then burnout is just a red flag. Burnout is a scream from our body and from our emotions saying something has got to change. So if we feel like that, if you're listening and you feel like that, listen to what the Holy Spirit is using your body to tell you that Mm -hmm. something deeply needs to change. Absolutely. And when we don't make those changes, that's why people who live in chronic stress Mm -hmm. have heart attacks. Yeah. That's why people who don't make those changes, our bodies are not meant. Again, we all have, we all have capacity and God has created us for the gift of rest. Mm -hmm. It's an intentional part of how he made us and Mm -hmm. formed us. And we're not, when we are not 
living in that good gift, we feel the impact. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we ignore it enough in our thoughts and our feelings, it's just our body that shows Mm -hmm. us. Um, And being attuned, it's a little bit louder (laughs) than the other things sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So um, what would be some of the symptoms um, of exhaustion, you know, it's hard to differentiate. Like we said, it's, it's long-term exhaustion symptoms that are really the symptoms of burnout. Right. Um, but if we're just looking at our lives and we're looking for symptoms of exhaustion, um, what, what would be those symptoms emotionally, spiritually, and even physically? Yeah, I think, you know, physically many of us know what it's like to, we all have some, some idea of what being physically exhausted looks Mm -hmm. like. Um, and I think that is where we turn inward to our body and we say, you know, am I getting enough sleep, but I still don't feel like it's enough? Mm -hmm. Or am I, um, you know, trying to compensate for all of the tired with all of the coffee Mm -hmm. and all of the all of the energy drinks are the things that just get through, you know, to do all of the other things. Sure. Um, And I think, you know, emotionally, mentally is a little bit more difficult because our culture values productivity so highly Mm -hmm. that we feel like if we slow down, we'll miss something. Mm -hmm. If I take a day off, if I take, um, you know, a mental health day, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a little more common now than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, We, you know, the signs I think are a little bit different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. when you feel like you can't do the work set before you in a day or Mm -hmm. that things are Mm -hmm. being sacrificed or that the to-do list never actually gets done, it's just longer and longer and Mm -hmm. longer. And the, um, maybe the things of life that have to get done are also not getting done. Maybe Mm -hmm. you don't feel like maybe your relationships are suffering and these are having other impacts. Um, I think all of those are signs, indicators that Mm -hmm. there's some exhaustion happening and the rest is either um, not happening as well or Mm -hmm. it's not adequate. Sure, sure. I think it's worth noting here um, that um, when we talk about the physical signs of exhaustion, there are physical signs of physical exhaustion, but like you mentioned earlier, there are physical signs of emotional exhaustion. Yes. There are physical yes. signs of stress. Um, I realized years ago that um, my the muscles in my neck and head, I hold them very tightly mm-hmm. and I'll get headaches mm-hmm. when I'm stressed. And I won't realize that what that means is emotionally I'm exhausted and I need a break um, until the end of a migraine day yes. you know, or something like that. Um, but if sometimes if we have physical um, manifestations in our body that are hard to explain things Mm -hmm. like headaches or um, brain fog um, just things like that it's not that we're physically tired it's that we're emotionally tired we're drained we've been carrying stress and that's where sabbath comes in um, as a rhythm in life because in sabbath you say 24 hours today i am i'm not allowed to do the thing that i'm worried about i'm not allowed to care to uh, carry the thing that I'm stressed about. Um, You Mm -hmm. look at your problems and you say, God has told me to not fix them today. Um, And to to some degree, it forces you, in in my experience at least, the knowledge that I should not spiritually, that God has asked me to Mm -hmm. not do the work today, allows me to not worry about it, even if it worries me that it's not Mm -hmm. done. You know, this... um, this desire to be loyal to the way of Jesus um, and to 
not do that thing, to know I can't, um, that is relieving in and of itself, that practice. Um, for In our house, it's uh, um, about dinner time on Friday until about bedtime on Saturday. So generally, mm-hmm. we put my son to bed on Friday night, Sabbath starts, and Sabbath lasts until we put him to bed on Saturday night. Um, and at that time, I know that it's dark outside. I can't, I can't deal with the stress. Um, and something about that weekly rhythm um, causes me... Um, even when there are things that are long-term stresses, to find a degree of relief. I find that mm-hmm. the muscles in my body that um, have been tight and causing pain are yeah. not because I've got this physical marker and this regular rhythm of not doing work. Yeah, um, yeah it's almost like um, God has created his <laughs> ethics for our good yes. and that good is an end in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an interesting question um, that's on our list of things to talk about. Um, is it possible to be exhausted or burn out from good things? Yes, and yes, <laughs> and yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but for me growing up, it was it was not necessarily, you know, how many gold stars I could get or how many good things I could do, but it was, I definitely felt like I was pleasing God more. He was more pleased by the more good things I could do. Hmm. And he was less pleased <laughs> when I mm-hmm. didn't do mm-hmm. the good things that were options to do. Sure. So, yeah. um, being very involved, you know, in my church growing up, I was, um, in the youth group, I was doing, I was serving in different ministries. I was going on all of the trips. I was in the choir. I was doing, you know, every time the doors were open, I was there and I was doing something. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful to have that kind of community, love Mm -hmm. my church community. However, I never really heard the mention (laughs) of Sabbath or the valuing of this. Um, and, And I think that that had an impact on what I valued Mm -hmm. going from there. So going into college, starting a family, being involved in a church in a different capacity Mm -hmm. that was more independent and on Mm -hmm. my own, I kept that same mentality um, until uh, I was reading a book by Lisa Turkhurst, and it's called The Best Yes. Mm -hmm. And in that book, she talks about knowing the difference between what are the good things that God is asking me Mm -hmm. to do and knowing the good things that I shouldn't do because mm-hmm. choosing to do all the good things limits mm-hmm. my ability to do the things he's calling me to do well. Mm-hmm. And that was very revolutionary for me because it taught me how to say no mm-hmm. to possibilities and opportunities and serving sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. and going and doing. And there were times in my life where I was able to feel that difference between I can actually say no and God is not upset. (laughs) Yeah, God is not disappointed or frustrated Mm -hmm. that I have chosen to prioritize these other Mm -hmm. things, good things he's called me to do. Wow. Yeah, that's really important. It seems like this, this goes back to the idea of, um, of our motivation and our, our product driven culture. Right, that um, I can get exhausted by doing good things if my goal is not good, but is things. Mm-hmm. Right, if the goal yeah. is to produce things, then yes, I can absolutely get burnt out by doing good church things that, right. by all accounts, I should be doing. 
um, but I'm not pursuing them with the goal of intimacy with Jesus and experiencing his goodness. I'm pursuing them with the goal of producing because my value is tied up in producing, which once again, and this kind of gets into our next question that we've already talked about a little bit, but um, this is why God commands Sabbath, right? Um, you said this, no one ever talks about the Sabbath in church very often. Um, we talk a lot about adultery. We talk a lot <laughs> about idols. We talk a lot about stealing and honesty. Um, those are all in the same list as take a day off, yeah. right? They're all in the same list um, because God institutes it into the ethic of his kingdom that we need a day in which the good we are pursuing is being, it's existing, that yes. disconnects productivity from our value so that we as a human experiencing the goodness of God and the goodness of his world and the goodness of his people, that is our value today, is being human with God, um, no matter what we're producing, in fact, in lieu of producing anything at all. Um, so this, we've got kind of two more questions. So we've already talked about this last one a little bit, um, but is there anything specific that you would say about how Sabbath affects our mental health? I believe Sabbath is probably the most restorative thing for our mental health. Wow. Yeah. I believe that Sabbath, because it is so countercultural, um, I think that we've seen, and I'm going to try not to climb up on a soapbox, but we have seen <laughs> um, mental health awareness grow significantly because we've seen mental health needs mm -hmm. so significantly we have seen felt the suffering mm -hmm. of that part of our lives more than i won't say ever before mm -hmm. but we are more aware of it than mm -hmm. we have ever been before yeah and i believe that is very connected to our value of productivity and um be it you know i'm going to be a boss and do it mm -hmm. all i'm going to yeah. keep going i'm going to keep pushing because i'm because I can, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. it's just that there's value in going and doing and mm -hmm. Sabbath is so counter yeah. to that. And it is so restorative for mm -hmm. our mental health to, to slow down, to do these things. Mm -hmm. um, mental health is not a new idea to God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's not a, it's not a new fad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he created us to mm. be, um, he created our bodies and he created our souls, but everything else was just kind of came out in the wash. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But he gave, I believe that part of his good gift of Sabbath mm -hmm. is the intentional restoration mm -hmm. of our mental health. Yeah. Well, that makes sense that um, our world, um, everybody knows this, we're connected, we're more driven, we're busier than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes sense. If, if we needed a Sabbath when um, humans were largely hunter-gatherers <laughs> or farmers who yeah. were driven by seasons and um, daylight, right. if we needed a Sabbath then, we desperately need yes. for the sake of survival even a mm -hmm. Sabbath now because we live in a world where um, it getting dark outside does not limit your ability to work. Um, going on vacation doesn't. The winter doesn't. Nothing limits our ability to work except for our obedience to Jesus. And yeah. obedience to Jesus actually commands us to limit our work so that, um, arguably, so that our mental health and our spiritual and emotional health is stable and we are rooted in our value being a human with God, experiencing the goodness of God, being mm -hmm. made in his image. And that becomes our, our value source um, right now. It's just... It's so hard. Um, we, we have no excuse to not be productive in our mm -hmm. culture. Yes. Except for obedience yes. to Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, wow. Um, so the last thing that I want to deal with, um, I feel like we're going a little bit long in this so far, maybe not, um, but this is really important. Um, the, the inevitable um, thing that happens when we take a Sabbath of feeling anxiety or feeling like a failure or whatever lie of the enemy comes into our mind when we actually do um, choose to not work. Uh, do you have any tips on how to deal with that so that we're actually able to engage in a Sabbath at peace instead mm-hmm. of uh, just feeling pressure? I think the idea of Sabbath is so, as we've said over and over, it's so countercultural. And anytime we start to do something different than what is routine for us, mm-hmm. there's a tension, right? Sure. There's an anxiety. Yeah. There's a, a a place there that doesn't feel good for us or mm-hmm. is hard for us. Mm-hmm. And so I would challenge anyone who is beginning a new practice of Sabbath uh, to allow yourself to feel, to to have those thoughts and feelings come in and roll out, mm-hmm. almost like waves. Like mm-hmm. Allow those things to come and roll out because it's very natural and normal for us to experience those same feelings mm. regardless of what we're doing that's new yeah. and different. Yeah, And we're setting this aside. And I think we can know when we feel that anxiety, reminding ourselves that I'm being obedient to the Lord in this, mm-hmm. Sure, that I can go back to scripture and I can trust that this is actually something God has commanded. Mm-hmm. Even inviting the Lord to show you what Sabbath should look like for you. Mm-hmm. Because CJ, you said for you and your family, this is a Friday at kind of uh, dusk mm-hmm. till yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's similar, I think, for a lot of people, but for others, maybe Sabbath means I'm taking, um, I'm going to do something Sabbath-like. So Mm -hmm. it's not this intentional um, command, but I'm going to start by putting in these other practices in my Mm -hmm. life so that as I'm building up with this goal of being fully obedient Mm -hmm. to what God has called us to do, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm able to feel the benefits of that type of rest Mm -hmm. um, from the exhaustion Mm -hmm. that I can know, oh, this really is a good gift. Oh, this really does have benefits for my life in Mm -hmm. so many ways, slowing down, that I can fully embrace Mm -hmm. taking that 24-hour period of time and know that Mm -hmm. there's there's fulfillment here, there's joy here, there's rest here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like um, part of that is even what we talked about in the last episode. Um, We mentioned metacognition, being curious about those feelings Mm -hmm. of hypocrisy, um, noticing them. Um, Something else that came to my mind while you were talking was just the this kind of counterintuitive reality that we do not have to fulfill every desire. We do not have to uh, live by every feeling that we have. Right. Um, we can be yeah. curious about it and we can, like you said, receive it and then let it go like a wave. Mm-hmm. Um, when those times come on the Sabbath where I say I'm wasting a day or I feel anxious or whatever that lie of the mm-hmm. enemy is, yeah. um, I can choose to notice that thought and then deny that thought yes. rather than letting that thought rule my life um, or being forced to respond to it. I actually can be... Uh, over my feelings to some degree. Um, And I'd say that happens in Sabbath. Um, I I would say for me, my emotions 
sneak up on me. The lies of the enemy sneak up on me more often when I am tired and when I'm not resting. But if I have a day where I can slow down, then it gives me space to notice and to ask, why do I feel that way? Mm -hmm. Rather than just being pushed around by those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. I think that wraps up our conversation. Um, In in two weeks, uh, we are going to continue. We're going to be talking about honoring your father and mother um, in our Help on the Hypocrite series. So we can't wait to see you guys back. Sounds great. All right. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to At Coffee with the Fold. I hope that this conversation was helpful as you pursue the healing and wholeness of Jesus. If you want to sign up for a Fold group and join community, if you want to attend an event on a Sunday morning, or if you're just looking for the next thing that's coming up that you can join with our community in doing, then make sure you go to thefoldgreenville.org or you follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.